0: This is Brenda Shoshana with another episode of One Minute Mitzvahs right before Shavuot, which is a great, great festival of receiving the Torah, the heart of Jewish practice and Judaism and the Jewish people, the living Torah, living Torah, the living teaching, the life itself. It's quite a holiday because after Passover, we count the Omer. We count day by day by day, waiting to elevate, to be at a level where we can receive the Torah. And Shavuot, the holiday that's coming, celebrates the the giving of the Torah and the receiving of the Torah. Very interesting. One would think that the giving of the Torah and the receiving of the Torah are simultaneous, not necessarily so. And that itself is extremely fascinating, fascinating, because the Torah, it was given, it was given, given fully, unhesitatingly, open heart, open hand, given, given, given on the top of the mountain, which means at the highest level of consciousness. We're in the highest level of consciousness, Moshe was Moses, and received the truth, the teachings, the connection to God. And this is also a symbol for all of us when we have to climb that mountain (laughs) or when we are on a high level of complete readiness to receive and faith and passing through the Red Sea first, meaning passing through the narrow, dark, difficult places of our lives and of our psyches, and have really de- of really all of those days wandering in the desert, developing faith a desert, not a place of the known, a place that might be frightening, that might be unfamiliar, a place where we don't know where we are. It's like something like the bardo described in the Tibetan teachings, the the desert, that itself is an amazing image, because in so many ways we're in the desert now, but we may not be occupying our own personal deserts. We just want to find a way out or a way through or turn the desert into a place with great beauty and trees, a place of familiarity. A place because the desert can seem lifeless, can seem that way. Of course it's not. It's the great preparation that we all need to go through that consciousness of I don't know where I am, I don't know what's going on. I don't know is there any are there no trees? there's no life? What do I do next? You know, in the desert, you have you don't have the usual routines and landmarks to go by. So the only way you can go is through complete, utter, total faith in God or in the one. You can use any word you want for that. Or in heavenly wisdom, divine wisdom. You have to have faith in something that's way beyond the material world because we can't see where we are. The desert just stretches out. We don't know where we're going. We don't know how to get out of it. And so we have to go within We have to go within, not without, not looking for roads and homes and conveniences outside to make ourselves comfortable. We have to go much deeper than that. We have to go within and discover our true direction and discover the one that guides us through this this kind of experience. So Moses went up to the top of the mountain This is what Sukkot celebrates. And received, he went to the highest level, the highest level, complete faith, complete openness, complete readiness to listen, to receive. And received, received, received the teachings, the Torah, the truth. However, down below the mountain, which means in a lower consciousness, if of course, fear came up, doubt. Where is he? He's gone. He's not coming back. All the normal human doubts and questions and obstacles. And so it is said, that when down there, in order to have something to rely on and cling to, the people built a golden calf, an idol, considered to be an idol, a golden calf, something material, something they could see, touch, feel, something to cling to, something quite familiar also because they just came from Egypt where there were many, many different statues and many physical representations to cling to and to worship. Worship the physical. Relied, by worship, we mean relied on, put one's faith and trust and hope on the physical now, once you 're in the desert, you can 't do that, but there's this you know, we can be, we can we can have moments of great exaltation and moments of great clarity and moments of revelation, and then we go backwards we, we have that seeps into us, and then again the old patterns return the old habits you could call it the old karma the old deeds, they return, they return, they return. Sometimes some, then we keep practicing and we keep practicing and then they become weaker and weaker. It's a process. It's really, really, truly a process. Some unique individuals may have a huge awakening of the truth, of faith, of clarity, and, not, and, and their old patterns don't return. Their old karma doesn't come popping up again. Pretty rare, but it happens, I guess. I'm not an expert in that, I don't know. But I I do know what Shavuos is teaching us. It's such a lesson, it's such a beautiful teaching and so relevant for today, the giving of the Torah and and how we have to really, really, to give. It's been given, but are we able to receive it? Are we able to receive it? That's what's going on. And, of course, when they said when Moses came down from the mountain, his face was shining so much that he had to put a cover over it. It was too much. The people would have been terrified. The light burst through the flesh so much. The illusion of our materiality. That's what this holiday is partially about, maybe all about, that we're not stuck In materiality, but we really, there's so much more, so much more being given to us that we may not see, feel, and and, and taste right here. But it's there and it's coming to us, and our work is to hear it, to listen to the revelation, to receive, to receive. I would say our practice in this world is many, many fold. Very, very intense teaching to be in this world and in embodied in a body and in a life. Very profound teaching, such a teaching. It's all a teaching of receiving the truth, receiving God's will, receiving the light, any way you want to verbalize it, any way you want to speak it. To be able to let go of our clinging, clinging to our old ways, our old beliefs, our old fears. And to enter the desert and to be there and to be open to receiving the great revelation that wants to come all the time. The desert of our own heart and mind and lives. And listen, listen deeply and absorb the great teaching of the truth of the Torah. Takes time, but it's a beautiful process. It's a beautiful practice. And, And I might just add that it's very interesting, too, because one of the key phrases in Jewish practice is, listen, Shema Yisrael, listen, Israel listen. Not see, because when we see, we're looking at forms and shapes. But when we listen, there's not a shape. It's when we're leaving the world of form behind a bit. We're listening and you go into your heart to listen. It's more intimate when you listen. It's not outside of you, it's inside of you. Listen. So that word listen, not only is it a key foundation of Jewish practice it's a key foundation of our lives because when we, we we may listen and not hear or we may not be able to even listen to anything except our own thoughts and fears and mind that goes on and on and on and on trying to distract us from just being quiet because in order to listen the inner world has to be quieted you have to quiet them that what we call the monkey mind the mind that chatters on and on and on with fears doubts objections rejections doesn't stop <laughs> until we stop paying attention to it or taking it seriously or worshipping the mind that goes on and on and go and become quiet so we can listen for the truth for the torah Listen, it's interesting. There's like a little story that they one of the one of the practices of shavuos is to stay up all night the night before, or once it starts that night and study and learn all night long, and it's considered a correction for the fact that many people could not do that; they fell asleep, fell asleep could not hear the teaching, could not receive it, couldn't stay awake, couldn't tolerate maybe that great light that was coming. So, so it's called a tikkun, a repair. And that's a wonderful practice to stay awake and some, many actually do it now, try to do it, stay awake all night and study Torah in preparation, in preparation for when it is given the moment when it is given stay awake stay awake don't fall asleep (laughs) stay clear that's another big part of this holiday stay awake be here listen listen to what i'm saying to you and what i'm offering you That's what God is really saying. What I'm offering you, I'm giving you, I'm giving the Torah. Are you here to receive it? Can you stay awake? Can you listen? Now, now, can you hear it? Can you listen? And listen also means, can you obey? Can you follow it? Now, the word obey in this day and age is a very tricky word. Nobody wants to obey anything. Everyone feels it's up to them. Whatever they believe is right and true and everything has to be their way. And I understand that way of thinking. They don't want to obey blindly. They don't want to just follow. But the Torah asks us, Just it just says, I'm not asking you to obey blindly or follow blindly. The big teaching of the Torah is Listen and do, and you will see for yourself. Do the mitzvot. Take it upon yourself. Do what is suggested, and and you will see for yourself how beautiful. You will feel the outcome of doing. That's the way you will learn what this is, is by actually embodying it, doing it, doing it. There are so many misunderstandings about Torah practice, Jewish practice, unfortunately, so much confusion in this day and age. And it's sad because this is such a vital, alive, and respectful practice when done properly, with clarity. You know, I remember in the early days when I... Started a Zen practice, which I do both of them, Judaism and Zen practice, and they go beautifully, wonderfully, no conflict, like two wings of a bird. The Zen part is to keep you awake and to allow you to receive and, not, and to let go of all the objections and the conflict. And then, but what is it we're receiving? But when I started my Zen practice, I remember my great teacher who He's practiced with for so many years. He said, when you come here, we're not asking you to believe anything. Just come and find out for yourself. And believe it or not, the Toka has the same stream going through it. Do, and you will see. Find out for yourself. It's just not stated in exactly those words, but it is stated When they say, is this true? How do we know if it's true? The answer comes, do and you will see. Don't just think about it. Don't just try to analyze it. Don't get in your head about it. Take a mitzvah and actually live it. Make this Torah live, make it real, embody it, do it. And you will see for yourself incredible teaching, incredible.